Trinity Christian Church, our mission and vision is to help people find, follow, and be like Jesus. And we want to do that not only here in Wayne and Northeast Nebraska, but really around the world. And because of that, we, we partner with different mission organizations, one of which is Deaf Missions. And Jason Hanselman is here today from Deaf Missions to uh, not only just share an update, but just uh, remind us about this mission to reach all people in all languages and all cultures. So Jason, let, let me pray for you this morning. Father, I thank you for the opportunity that we have to partner with an organization like Deaf Missions. Thank you for the work that they do around the world in reaching the deaf with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And thank you for Jason taking the time to be with us today. So Lord, we lift up this time, we, we lift up this service to you so that you might receive the glory. I pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Dave. Well, I'm so excited to be here today, but I, I came to say something very, very important, so I'm going to lead with that. Thank you. Deaf Missions is so, so grateful for all of the support that Journey Church has given us over decades of time, and we're just grateful. So I'm here to say this morning, thank you for making a sacrifice on our behalf. Your sacrifice means that we get to reach more and more deaf people with the gospel every year. So I just, if, if you're sitting behind somebody, just pat them on the back this morning and say thank you for being a part of Deaf Missions' work. Yeah, I don't know. That's a little awkward. Don't do that. Um, this morning, I'm going to jump right into this because we don't have much time, but my talk is in three parts today. Uh, I'm a recovering pastor, and I can't get over the habit of giving talks in threes, so here we go. I'm going to start at a 30,000-foot view level. I, I want to tell you about the purpose of deaf missions, uh, our reason for existence, or I guess actually the problem that we're trying to solve. And then I'm going to move down to 14,000 feet. Why 14,000 feet? I'm from Colorado. We have 14,000 foot mountains there. Uh, my wife has climbed three of them. I have climbed none of them. She's much tougher than I am. She's up on the board this morning. We can all wave to Mary up there with deaf missions. See, she's already at a higher point than I am. 14,000 foot is a great strategic view. It's the mountain we want to conquer, the place we want to go. And there are a lot of strategies for reaching deaf people Today, I'm just going to introduce one of them that I think is most appropriate for this group. And then finally, I'm going to get down to the three-foot level where I'll give you some practical ways that you can jump on board and really help us moving forward into the future. Now, what Dave didn't say is my title at Deaf Missions is Chief Relationship Officer. Does anybody know what that's code for? Fundraiser. Yeah, I don't know why we make up crazy titles for ourselves. I think it's because we want to sneak up on people and get their money out of their wallet. I don't know. I, to be transparent, I raise money for deaf missions. That's what I do. So you're going to get a little bit of the money talk today. And if this is your first time in church or your first time in a long time, I'm so sorry. I know you're thinking every time they only talk about money, those churches. It's not true. I've confirmed with Dave this will be the last money talk for a long time. So the good news is you know where the talk is going. So, when we get down to that three-foot level, if you're like, whoa, my coffee's gone, I need a refill, and you want to leave, my feelings will not be hurt. Guys, if you need to check the scores of the football game, Chiefs already won anyway, but I know, you, you fake it, like, well, I got to go check what are the scores, and you leave, again, my feelings aren't going to be hurt. But there is this, God is watching, so there is that. So, I don't know if you want to walk out on him or not, that's up to you, fine, all right? Here's what you need to know about deaf missions. 
We're a 52-year-old organization, and we were started by a guy named Dwayne King. Anybody know Dwayne? A few people out. Dwayne was a remarkable guy, the most unlikely man in the history of the world to start deaf missions. He was a preacher in Norfolk, or Norfolk, however you say it. I'm not from around these parts. Norfolk, preacher out there in the middle of the sticks, the cornfields. And one Christmas season, his church said, let's take up a love offering for a needy family in the community. Well, that needy family happened to be deaf. <laughs> so Dwayne got that check, and as he's driving over there, he's wondering, how am I going to talk to these people? How am I going to talk to these people? What? Here, this was his strategy when he got to the door and it finally opened. Hi, my, you know, he started to talk really loud, really slowly. It doesn't work for deaf people. They can't hear you anyway. Stop doing it with people who speak a different language also. It doesn't work with them either. She finally figured out why I was there. They got a pad of paper and they were writing back and forth. And she was happy to receive that money. And then Dwayne did something brave. He wrote on that piece of paper, Would you be my guest in church next Sunday? And do you know what she said? No. No. You don't know my language you don't know my culture. You don't know anything about my people. Why would I go there? No. And I think this is where God showed up in that story. He's standing right there, metaphorically speaking, and he says to Duane, Duane, should the gospel be kept from her simply because she cannot hear? What are you going to do about this? Will you help? I'll take another aside. I took one at first service. I'll take it with you also. You're starting a new year, 2023. God's standing right in front of you as well. And you didn't need to come to church this morning to know what it is God wants you to do. He's been bugging you about it for a long, long time. What is it that you need to say yes to God to in 2023? No more excuses like, oh, I'm too old. I'm too young. I don't know their language. I'm afraid. I'm this. I'm that. Just set all of that aside and just say, okay, God, yes, I'll do that thing you've been asking me to do. Yes. You know the result of Dwayne saying yes? We've been in dozens of countries. We've worked with dozens of denominations. And thousands of deaf people have seen the gospel many for the very first time. All because a guy in the middle of Norfolk, Nebraska said yes to God. The most unlikely man doing the greatest things for God. He took that piece of, he took that pad of paper back from her and he wrote down, will, if I learn sign language, will you come to my church? You guys, I don't know how he learned sign language back then. YouTube didn't exist. <laughs> Dial-up didn't exist. If you're under 30, you're like, what's dial-up? It's true. None of that was available to him. I don't know how he learned any sign language, but he did. And she came and she brought her family and then they started, more people started to come until Dwayne finally said to say, I've got to quit this ministry so that I can start this thing called Deaf Missions. Imagine if you said yes, what God would do with your life. Fantastic things. When Dwayne said yes to God, he didn't realize what he was getting into. One more. Of all the 70 million deaf people in the world, only 2% of them have any kind of a relationship with Jesus. You should write 2% down somewhere. Is it okay to write stuff down when we're... Yeah, that's, yeah go ahead and write 2% down somewhere. I'm, I'm watching, so I know if you're not doing it. See, when I first heard this, what I realized is that 
This makes deaf people a top five unreached people group in the world. And you're accountable with me now. Wow, to only 2%. It's a huge problem. This is the problem. This is the 30,000-foot view we're trying to solve this. Next slide, please. So, my question is, why are deaf people way over here and Jesus way over there? Why is there such a big gap? Of all those 70 million people, why is 2%? This is the extent of my creativity with PowerPoint. Those three black bars represent the three biggest, most common barriers between Jesus and the deaf. There are a lot more than just three, but we've kind of nailed it down or narrowed it down to just three. Next. And here's what they are, quickly. Barrier number one, you could probably guess this. It's communication. Language. Do you know deaf people and hearing people do not speak the same language? It's completely, totally different. Next. So, so I'm not a prophet, and I, I can't read your mind, but about 98% of the time when I do this presentation, people ask, well, they have eyes. Why can't they just read the Bible for themselves? Anybody wonder that? Yes, one person. Thank you for being honest. The rest of you will have prayer for you afterwards. Why, why is this? I can't go into everything about this, but let me just give you an illustration that will help you understand this. If any of you have ever read with your children or your grandchildren, right? You sit down in a chair, they jump up on your lap, you open that big Dr. Seuss book, and you're reading through words, and you get to a long and difficult word. What do we ask a young, new reader to do at that point with that word? Sound it out. How's that going to work for a deaf person? I don't know. I've never heard that sound before. In fact, I can't even conceive of what a sound is. Do you know that English is a phonetically based language, meaning it's all based on sound? If you open a book and you look at the symbols on the page or the letters, each letter represents a sound. Consequently, every word a deaf person reads is a sight word. I can't sound out what that word is. I can't formulate it. I can't figure it out. I have to memorize it. It's so very difficult. It's like learning a second language. Anybody learn a second language in high school? How'd that work out for you? The canary is pretty. That's all I remember from all those Spanish lessons. Two years of Spanish in high school. That's all I got to. It's really difficult, right? Imagine asking a deaf person to just pick up a Bible in a second language and start reading it fluently and understanding it completely. Sign language, American sign language, the language we use at deaf missions, is completely different from English. The word order, the grammar, the syntax, the metaphor, it's all completely different. Humor is completely different. I'm not funny to deaf people like I am to you guys. Sort of. It's all different. Sign language is three-dimensional. It's in motion. It's in space. The way you shape your hands, where you place your hands, even what you do with your face, all brings meaning to that language, and it's totally different. The result of all this, though, is that deaf people don't have access to the same resources that you and I have. On your phone or your tablet or whatever you use, there are probably like 15 versions of the Bible on your phone, right? Do you know how many complete Bibles there are for deaf people? One. Look, if we go to one version of the Bible and it doesn't make sense, we pick up another version, right? And we go to another one. If, oh, finally, I get what that verse means. And if that doesn't help us, we pick up commentaries and dictionaries. And all of those things help us understand that. We go to the internet. 
Actually, don't do that. That's a bad place to go figure out what the Bible says. Go talk to your pastor instead. But we have all these resources. Deaf people do not have access like you and I have, and the result is spiritual darkness for them. They do not even know what it is God wants from them because they don't have it in their language. They're not worse than other people. They just don't have the same access that we do. Does that make sense so far? Everyone good? Okay, next slide. Next problem is culture. Well, what's a good, simple definition of culture? Here's how I look at it, and it all goes back to language. The words we use determines the thoughts we think, which determines the way we look at the world. Words, thoughts, view. Every culture has a worldview, right? And they're all different. And guess what? Every worldview, every culture is broken. What's the answer to all that brokenness? Jesus. It's a Jesus. Okay, say that, church. Speak out loud. It's good. It's good for you. Jesus is the answer to all that. Here's the great thing about culture, though. Um, if you've traveled overseas much, and if you've done it for an extended period of time, for like the first two weeks you're in the honeymoon period, and you just, oh, this place is so great. Their chocolate tastes better. Their, their steering wheels are on the wrong side. Isn't that quaint? Isn't that cute? Isn't that cool? And then after two weeks, you're like, man, these people drive me nuts. Why don't, why don't they just more like me? Why can't everyone be an American? You know, we're all like that. Well, the same thing is true with deaf culture. There are lots of things that I love about it, but in, in time, there are lots of things that really drive me nuts about deaf culture. Here are just a couple of my favorites. Number one, deaf people are very blunt. I love this time of year to talk about this because a lot of us are in the middle of making New Year's resolutions. Anybody? That's good. Because if you have, you only have like eight days left. They say the average person keeps a resolution for 15 days. So hang in there. You only got eight days left to quit that resolution. But let's say you bump into your deaf friend at the beginning and you've made this resolution. This year, you tell him, this year I'm going to stick to that diet. I'm going to lose that weight. You're not going to do it. We all know. Two months later, you bump into your deaf friend and you haven't kept the diet because you weren't going to anyway. You know what they're going to say? You still look fluffy. <laughs> Maybe fat. You like get a haircut and they don't like it. They will tell you that haircut looks bad on you. Like, stop, you're hurting my feelings. It's not right or wrong or bad or good or indifferent. It's just how that culture is. Very blunt, very direct. I often like direct communication, but sometimes, man, it hurts your feelings. Deaf people, not, not so polite. Like when we go to a dinner party at somebody's house and we need to use the bathroom, we'll kind of sidle up to the host or the hostess and we'll whisper, hey, um, where's your restroom at? And they'll quietly guide you that way. It, it doesn't work that way with deaf people. Let me teach you your first sign. You might know this. But take your thumb and put it in between your forefinger and your middle finger. I'm watching you. I, I know if you're doing it or not. Just, it's okay. Turn your palm out. Make sure to turn your palm out. And then move it back and forth like this. Does anybody know what that means? I need to use the bathroom. I've seen deaf people in the middle of crowded rooms like this stand up and they're like, and everybody knows what that guy needs at that moment. It's very, very different than, than we are. Contrary to popular belief, deaf people are not quiet. They're very loud. And if you don't believe me, go to a deaf dinner party. There's a lot of clanging and banking and chomping and slurping and belching. I mean, they just don't know. That's just how you act. It's great. 
until three weeks in where it's not. It bothers you a little bit, right? Well, when you see some deaf people in conversation, three or four of them, you'll notice that they move their faces in a strange way. They make strange noises from them, and it's just like, ah, oh, that's just odd. In our culture, we like to label them as disabled. Take them and put them over there so that we don't have to think about them anymore. Especially in schools, they'll show up beyond the front doorstep, and the very first thing they will say is, oh, you're deaf. We're going to move you into special ed. And special ed is a noble, worthy, necessary thing, but it's not always for deaf people who just show up. It's not always the case, right? They're completely able. They do not like to be called disabled. It's just a language problem. But what's worse is when you are in a developing country, the worst label is curse. So we've had teams come back from developing countries. I won't tell you which one it was, but there was a, there was a, a set of hearing parents who had a deaf child born to them. And the conclusion of the chief and the leaders of that tribe was, we have been cursed. I'm going to be a little graphic, but their solution to getting rid of the curse was to take the child to the wilderness and tie him or her to a tree and let the wild animals have their way. Because we've got to get rid of the curse, right? Deaf people are not disabled, and they're definitely not a curse. And the longer we wait to get the gospel to them, the more difficult it becomes. They become a very mar marginalized group of people. Everybody understand? We're all good so far? Okay, next. The last barrier is identity. If you'd hit that question. Here's the question that a lot of us ask. Well, we meet deaf people for the first time. Shouldn't we be polite? Shouldn't we say, like, hearing impaired? No. If you've noticed this whole time, I've said deaf man, deaf person, deaf woman. They love to be identified first as deaf. In fact, one of the first questions that two deaf people will ask one another when meeting for the first time is, are you capital D deaf? What does that mean? That means, do you identify with my language and my culture, and do you identify first as being deaf? It's that important to deaf people. The, the challenge comes when you have a deaf child born to hearing parents. And for a lot of those people, those hearing parents, when they have that deaf child born to them, that's the first deaf person they've ever met in their entire life. They have no idea how to raise a deaf child. And so they grow up in this silent world and they're wondering what's going on and no one's interacting with me. Parents in that scenario are desperate. They can't tell their child the most important thing that they need to say to them, I love you. You're important to me. Jesus loves you. I just can't communicate those things. I've met lots of deaf people who said, I didn't meet another deaf person until I was well into my teenage years. And so they have no idea how to be deaf either. And they're trapped. And do you know for the majority of deaf people, the number one problem they face is isolation. Who remembers 2020? What a great year, right? That was the year of isolation for us. I don't know how long you had to be in isolation here in Nebraska. Two weeks, two months, a year, I don't know what it was. It's not a political statement this morning, folks, but was isolation good for us? No. 
Imagine, though, being isolated for 10, 20, 50 years of your life. The damage that does to so many deaf people is unimaginable. And the answer is getting the gospel to them quickly. Next. So, Deaf Missions for 35 years has been working on a very special project. We have been working on finishing the Bible in American Sign Language, a 35-year project. We finally finished it in 2020. Deaf people were the only ones celebrating in 2020 because they had a brand new Bible, the only Bible in their language in the world. Let me say that again. It's the only Bible for deaf people in the world, and it was finished in 2020. Hey! Yeah! If you want to clap like you're deaf, do this. It's fantastic. It's a landmark. It's like, man, we get that Bible finished, all of those problems will go away. How's that working for deaf, for hearing people? <laughs> We've had the Bible for how, I mean, that you should see. You guys are good, but that first service, they got problems. We had to stop and have an altar call right in the middle of service. It was tremendous. No, not really. We did. Just because you have a Bible doesn't mean all of your problems go away. It's close, but it's not quite the answer, right? Hit the button. So I had this epiphany. I get to travel a lot for deaf missions, and oftentimes I'll be in a hotel where, where they will have a Gideon Bible in, in the drawer. You've seen these? I've often wondered how many guys or gals, whatever, or down and out, pick that up and just read it from cover to cover that night and be like, I have found Jesus by reading this book cover to cover. To... When was the last time you read the Bible cover to cover? It's difficult, right? If you start in Genesis and you start moving to the right, man, Genesis is great. There's a lot of history. Then you get to Leviticus and it's like, whoa, and a lot of rules here, a lot of camels, a lot of fluids they're talking about. I don't know, what is that? I'm going to just put that right back under the... I suppose it could happen, but imagine a deaf person who has even less context with the Bible. Picking it up and going from beginning to end is a very, very challenging thing. So what we discovered is there needs to be a step in between the step. There needs to be an authentic encounter with this person named Jesus. He's alive, he's well, and he wants to meet every single person individually right where they're at. And it doesn't always happen by picking up a Bible and reading it from cover to cover. We're, hope, we're hoping that as deaf people have an authentic encounter with Jesus, that it will push them toward picking up the American Sign Language version of the Bible and reading it and using it. So hit the, hit the button. So I don't know if this is going to work or not again this time. He says yes. Okay. Here's, here's the authentic encounter that we're working on. We're, we're working on a full-length feature, 90-minute film about the life of Jesus. We're taking select stories from the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and building this movie, all of it in sign language. Everyone who is in this film is deaf. Everyone behind the scenes is deaf. The costume designer is deaf. Why would we want all deaf people working on a film? Because the best way to reach a people group is with that people group. We have a two-minute clip, a two-minute video of what that looks like. Check this out.
So what do you think? It's amazing. We, we want to have people to see the real Jesus. The one who sees them, knows them, and loves them anyway. Just like he does with us. What we're trying to do with this film is hit that button, will you? We're taking an epic, we call them epic visuals. The Jesus movie would be an example of that. And what we're trying to do is to create some momentum to push deaf people towards Jesus. Because we already know Jesus is moving toward them. I don't know if you remember the three barriers that I talked about at the very beginning. They're no longer barriers. Language, culture, and identity. We're using all three of those things as a bridge rather than a barrier. It's so counterintuitive, but it works so well. This is the authentic encounter we want them to see and know and understand and say yes to Jesus. Next. So here's some testimonials. I'm not going to read all these. I'll read the first one to you. It says, this is my language. Now I can see and understand what's going on. That's exactly what we want. These are people who have watched this movie and are like, man, that clears everything up for me. It's in my heart language. Next. So we have some bold goals for 2024. The movie will be finished in 2024 around springtime. But our first goal is we want to have it viewed one million times. We're going to set it up in cities where there are large deaf populations and rent out theaters. And then we're going to go down to the next level and we're going to have churches all over the country host this movie. Maybe even Journey could be a part of that. And then what we want to do really, the, the most views that we'll get are on streaming services like Netflix and Pureflix. And we're working with some of those folks to uh, build contracts so that we can push this movie right to somebody's hand at their home and they can watch and see Jesus for the first time. We don't just want it to be a thing that they watch. We want, we're hoping that we'll have 100,000 responses to that movie. At the very end of the movie, we'll have a QR code that you can hold your phone up to. Just ask your grandkids if you have no idea what a QR code is. And then it'll bring it up on your phone and then they'll have like five or six options. I need prayer. I want to start a group. I need to be baptized, so on and so forth. We want to see people respond to Jesus. And then finally, our third goal is 1,000 new gospel groups. That may not seem like a lot to you, but here's the thing. Of, of the 3 to 4 million deaf people out there in this country, there are only 187 exclusive deaf churches for them. That means there's only one church for every 23,000 deaf people. Are there enough churches for deaf people? No, not even close. Next slide. So, we're going to start a grassroots movement. Now, here's the, here's the ground, here's the three-foot level. What I'm going to do is just briefly turn around. If you need to run away from here because we're going to talk about movie, here's your chance. All right? So, here's what, nobody, nobody left. All right, here's what we need. Hit that. This is a $4.8 million project. Visa, MasterCard, cashier's checks, just kidding, sort of. We have, the good news is this, we have over $4.1 million raised in cash and commitments. That includes a $2.4 million match. So everything that you give will be matched. We have half of it, more than half of it now. We're trying to get to 4.8 by the end of this year. There's a little company, maybe you've heard of them, Hobby Lobby. Anybody heard of Hobby Lobby? They're the guys who gave this $2.4 million match. So go shop at Hobby Lobby. They're great people. Now, I went to Bible college, and I'm not so great at math, but what that means is we have like $700,000 left for the completion of the movie production. 
I'm just going to stop right here. I did this at the end last time, but I'm going to do this now. I always ask for a million-dollar donor. Now, you might think that's the craziest thing you've ever heard in your life, and it is pretty audacious considering where we started from. One guy in the middle of a cornfield, now we're out asking for a million dollars. That's pretty audacious. But here's what I've learned. If you ask small from God, you receive small from God. But if you ask big, he just doesn't do big. He does more than you ask or imagine. So I'm asking for a million dollars. Maybe you're not the million dollar donor, but you know somebody who is, and they need to give to this project. Why? Because we're going to change the world, literally. Would you like to be a part of something that changes the world? Is this on? Would you like to be part of something that changes the world? I hope so. Look, listen, even if it's not, hit the next slide. Even if it's not a million dollars, I hope it is. If you're that million dollar donor, please come talk to me or you know the person who is. Let's just get this settled right now and get this done today. But here's the other, here are the other things we're asking for. We need 10 churches this year to provide a sponsorship of $3,000 a year for the next two years. That's like $250 extra a month. I know Journey gives and you give generously, but maybe you could help us be a part of that. We're starting off 2023. You're the first church we've been in. Maybe you guys could be the first sponsor. I don't know. I'll have to twist Dave's arm over lunch, maybe. Pray for me and for him. Also, you may not be the million-dollar investor, but you may have seen something today that has stirred you to say, you know what, God, I need to give to that. You probably weren't prepared today to show up to give a gift, and that's fine. I, I get it. But anything you do helps us get toward that $4.8 million, and we finish a movie that literally will reach 70 million deaf people around the world. If that's not something you can get behind, if that doesn't light your fire, maybe your wood's wet. I don't know. Get on board. Jump, jump in with us. Help us out. All right, one last. So I was at some church somewhere, and I made that ask. He was probably the million-dollar guy, and he was like, well, if I knew how to give money, I would have, and he walked out the door, and I was like, well, rats. I didn't say rats. I said another word that you shouldn't say, but I put this slide in here because of that. If you want to give, you can take out your phone right now and go to deafmissions.com. There's a big red give button up in the corner, or we even take checks made out to deaf missions, but really, who does checks anymore these days? Nobody, right? Okay, last slide. Okay, here's what I want to do. I, uh, I'm going to bring Mary down here. Do we have just a couple more minutes? Okay, breathe in, breathe out. I'm going to have Mary come down and teach us some sign language this morning. Uh, Mary is my wife of almost 30 years. We got married when we were 12. That's why I look so young. Um, but instead of when you... Hopefully you'll meet someone who's deaf someday and you, you, you won't need to be afraid to approach them and say hello. It's, remember, it's not good to shout in a deaf person's face and talk slowly. It doesn't, it doesn't work. So what I'd like to teach you today is uh, how to say hello. Ready? It's pretty easy, right? Hello. Nice. Like this, put your palm down and the other one just slide it across. Nice to meet you. This is one person coming to another person, right? Hello, nice to meet you. Now, 
The funny thing is, when you see that deaf person again, you're not going to say, hello, nice to meet you. They'll be like, we already met. All right? So what we're going to do is, good to see you. Right? Good to see, and you can point. It's okay to point in sign language. Good to see you. We can try, how are you? Right? Put your hands together like this. Turn them out. How are you? All right? Good? All right. This, by far, was the best audience of all day. So I'm going to give you guys a nice hand clap and thank you. Let's pray, and then the praise team will come up. Thank you for for having us here today. Father in heaven, we are grateful that you have been here with us. Sometimes, God, we 